Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to the next edition of the Walker AC Experience. Happy belated Thanksgiving to one and all. Hope you guys had a great time with your family and friends and everything in between. If you don't do Thanksgiving, it's another day. Stuff your face anyhow. So we are live coming to you, as always, for digital download in theaters near you, for Kazaa, for Napster, and uh, any other illegal downloading place. The Pirate Bay, does people still do that? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> be sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that thumbs up button, um, share, let everybody know that you're listening to the Walker AC Experience. And before I introduce to you my uh, co-host, my bestie, my best bud, my yin to my yang, that sounds racist, but it's not racist, be sure you step on over to cafepress.com forward slash W-A-C-E. Once again, cafepress.com forward slash W-A-C-E. That's where you can find the new cereal and beer merchandise. We're talking hoodies. We're talking t-shirts. We're talking nightwear. We're talking mugs. We are talking shot glasses and beer steins because you can't have cereal and beer without, well, the beer part. So without further ado, welcome Kevin Yu. Hey, Kevin, welcome back to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your post-Thanksgiving episode. How was your Thanksgiving, sir? You went on a little adventure, so I will take a step back, and I'll let you take the reins, and let me know what you've been up to. Well, thank you. So, I went back up to Massachusetts, to New England, because, you know, I was sick of being in a hot place and decided to be really cold. So I went up for a professional convention, and that was real nice. Made me feel like a big, important dude, trying to be hobnob with smart people, which was you know, kind of fun. Uh, to get my money's worth out of it, because these things aren't, aren't very cheap. I uh, spent a lot of time with family in the city, and so, like, you know, a lot of time was with the older family, because, you know, they're getting old, and you might as well spend time with them. And so... And, you know, some, some of my other family cousins and, like, um, a friend I haven't seen in a long, long time. And so it's just really nice to be back in the city. For those that have not been to Boston, it's just a really nice place. There's a lot of history, a lot of variety, and um, it's just a fun place to be. I recommend it. It's, it's you know, it's a place with a lot of character. Um, and I just felt that like a lot of things, when you really open yourself up without judgment, a lot of nice things can come to you, which includes visiting places, maybe a place that you may not deem like, oh, that's my thing, but if you think, you know, with the, uh, the objective and the intention of just, I'm going to have a good time no matter what time, what it takes, it can be a really nice thing. So yeah, how's about you? Well, excuse the noise in the background there. That was my angry washer going off. Um, about me, I once again, I did my thing. Um, I did my Thanksgiving with the family. Had a great time doing it. Um, put out some merchandise, working on a couple of hidden secret things here for, for the podcast and for everyone. And um, it's been just a pretty hectic, busy week. Like I mentioned last time we spoke, went to Miami and a couple other places to work. But now I'm back, and now all of a sudden, Florida decides to get cold for a couple of days. Now, I don't know about you, I'm all about seasons, and I haven't seen seasons in a very long time. So it's entertaining watching people run around in Ugg boots and overcoats and sweaters where it's only, you know, 57 degrees outside or even 60 degrees outside. People are just losing their minds. I love Floridians. Um, where you were at... You dealt with seasons. Did you have any snowfall where you were at, or just you know, just a regular cold season over there? Thankfully, uh, no win winter uh, wonderland. You know, that's something that seems like uh, you know uh, a good idea on paper, but in reality, not like eating a ghost pepper. You know, so that's always fun. But no, <laughs> don't do that. You know, <laughs> and so it was the very 
considering you know New England a very mild winter you know it never got any colder than like um, um, upper 20s so it was still manageable and sometimes in like daytime it'd be like you know upper 40s 50s I'm like okay well I can deal with this I'm not dying so pretty good now what did you miss most about home or did you miss home at all um yeah, when it got a little colder, I'm like, okay, the wind's blowing, okay, this is not so fun anymore. <laughs> wind's whipping in your face, it's a little less tolerable. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know, just maybe just routine, like the kind of nice things. I'm like, okay, I can go, you know, to this, you know, I don't know, game shop I like. But, you know, that's a lot to do over there. And, um, you know, I even, even a small thing that I really enjoyed was going to a new gym. And that was really nice. Like this really fancy gym. I might as well give a shout out to uh, Equinox. It's in the you know, upper echelon uh, gym. But they really are really kind people and people that are really cool. And, you know, it's because the, the hotel I stayed at um, had a good deal with them. So I, I, I just went up there because I, you know, because fitness is a central part of my life, and I was glad to do it up there in a new place. Nice, not bad. I mean, I decided to uh, binge a little bit, and I bought myself a Peloton, so I'm waiting for that to, to come in uh, the Amazon mail here in a couple of days. So if you don't hear from me in a couple of weeks, either A, I died of a heart attack, um, B, I got frustrated for putting it together, and I smashed it into a wall and, and just kicked over my computer. Or uh, C, I made great headway and I'm still working out and don't want to do a podcast anymore. I'm aiming more towards A. I'm going to get a heart attack from, you know, uh, pedaling too much. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's, uh, but hey, I mean, if it's, uh, if you truly feel like this, you're calling to, to physically active, I, I support that, you know? I, uh, I think it's kind of cool when, like, people are active in, in traditionally passive activities like you know if you mount like your EV and just you know you take you you know walk slowly or pedal slowly as you do something that usually is pretty you know sedentary it'll get you where you're going a little better of course and uh, hopefully I can uh, get into shape granted round is a shape so I need to you know, I need to smooth that out a little bit. Uh, but uh, enough about me. I mean, what has been going on in the life of Kevin? What's on Kevin's mind? Anything you wish to uh, to, to converse about, sir? Well, I think, okay. Um, I'd like to, to, um, to, to harken back a little bit in our older episodes together. You know, talking about more big picture stuff is kind of fun, too. So, a um, an area I'd like to talk about is vulnerability, and that is a I think for a certain set of people a very scary word to be vulnerable. Um, so let me you know start off by asking you what do you think it means to be vulnerable? I like to look at both sides of the coin. Um, on one side of the coin, it's a tremendous thing to be vulnerable around the ones you love, uh, your family, your friends, your relationship, because that lets them know that they have your trust and you have their trust. And you can speak about anything you wish to openly and freely. So on the other side of the coin, I believe to have that, you must be very selective. Because of course, I mean, it's, it'll be, it's nice to believe that we live in a world of sun, sunshine and rainbows and that we have faith in everyone we meet, but of course, in reality, that's not really the case. So who you are vulnerable around, you have to be really, really selective. And this may be a little bit of a hot take, as the kids would say. It's best for a young man to be vulnerable around his boys, quote unquote. And the reason why I say that is because you can relate to your guy friends. You go through an experience and they have that experience as well. That is not a knock against the female persuasion. Not at all. It's just his biology. Because I will always lean 
to the men and women are different. It's neither fish nor fowl. What better way to relate to something or a topic that you're familiar with with someone who's been through it? You have a hard day at work. You're going through things with your significant other. Of course, you speak it out to your significant other, of course. But no, no one else other than the same sex person understands your struggles. Think of it this way. You have a hard day in the office. And yes, you can have that conversation with your partner. Your partner may not understand what you're going through, but can, but can have sympathy. Empathy may be a whole other story. So I find it's more conducive to speak with your guy friends because they understand the struggle of being a male. So I will, I will lob that ball back to you, Kevin. And uh, what do you think? Okay. So, you know, I'm, I will take a, an alternative point of view and to consider that intersectionality is a much more complex thing for example, being an Asian American in America, it's a very unique thing in that, you know, if I just, you know, if I talk to another guy, they probably won't have any idea what I'm talking about unless they're also POC. But being able to connect to another person, uh, whether whatever their gender identity is valuable. Um, or, you know, being a disabled person, that's a small subset of the entire population of the world. And I find in that sphere, community is community. And that if you're going to be selective, you're going to be alone. You know, I, I can just talk to like a retired old man about, you know, the struggle, or I can talk to like a young teenager that's, that's you know, female or, or non-male or whatever to connect with experiences. Um, I just come from a more, uh, maybe just, maybe because I'm more, I don't know, willing or um, thrust into the position of being vulnerable. Because for example, um, in Boston, I was coming back to, to the hotel from the gym and the lift uh, put me in the wrong place. So I'm like, uh-oh, how am I going to get back? <laughs> and so I just, you know, the nearest person, you know, I, I just, just sauntered up to them, like, hey, I need help. Or can you help me and earnestly? And this person came through for me, and it happened a couple times. And so I'm, I, I learned to think that if I always have my guard up, it usually just me, me being stubborn and me being in long to suffering and letting my ego get in the way. But it's just interesting when you do let your guard down a little more with people and, and also kind of um, look beyond um, contrived barriers. You know, I, I know and understand how you know you your view of gender roles and it's, it's a little different than mine, and that's okay. I just see that sometimes the overlap is surprising, and um, and to know that there's variety in the world to me is fascinating. Thinking of the world as a tapestry, and so you know, and being vulnerable. It's also, I think, um, necessary to being open-minded as well. Because being vulnerable says, I really don't know everything in the world, and I can't attach my identity to my ideas too strongly, or they'll prevent me from the expansion of my mind. And I can see your point in that. Now... I don't know about you, but I am the smartest person, Kevin. I did cure a world hunger in, in, in the past couple of podcasts. So I feel attacked. I feel triggered. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Why am I still hungry? <laughs> no, uh, no, see, I can see your side on it also. And I'm just speaking in generalities when it comes to, when it comes to being vulnerable. Because 
to, to your credit, is not to say that I can't be vulnerable with anyone and everyone, or I should be with yeah. anyone and everyone, of course. You know, being vulnerable is just another facet of who you are as a person, you know, yeah. and it, it says a lot about you to where, yes, you can put your ego aside and have a conversation with somebody, whether it be asking for help or venting about your day or even crying on somebody's shoulder. There's nothing wrong with that. My point is, is just in generalities, it's much more of a good idea to vent to a certain group versus mm-hmm. venting to everyone. Because not everyone, Kevin, has your best intentions in mind. Um, oh, there, certainly. There was a post that I saw and I put on my Facebook, I'm such a nerd, um, that it says, you know, no one really gives a shit about you unless you're doing something for them. As cold and callous as that sounds, it is part of reality. So you have to really, once again, pick and choose who you're vulnerable with. Obviously, if you're lost and you need help, yes, you can let your guard down because you're going to need help getting to where you need to be. Or once again, your partner, you're having a bad day, you speak to your partner because that's what they're there for. Or you speak Uh to your parents, that's what they're there for. Other than that right there, the outside world, the outside reality, you really have to be, you have to really have to be careful to be vulnerable too. Because unfortunately, uh-huh. unfortunately, people will use that against you. And I'm not saying everybody's a bad guy, but it's just self-awareness really, really helps in this. Yeah, like, I do agree. Like, in terms of expressing your feelings in that matter, there are spheres and circumstances that that it's more welcome like I was in a um, group chat um, one time and somebody kind of all you know out of nowhere started talking about really painful things and like none of us were ready for it or equipped so kind of ground everything to a halt and this you know I felt this person who felt alienated by their actions and I felt bad for them but they you know but Again, you know, it wasn't the right time or place, but it was also a cry for help. And I don't think anybody was equipped at, for, with the timing to do that. And yeah, there are people that are out to exploit people like that. And that's a shame. That's a commentary on them. Um, it, it, I think vulnerability also comes in different forms, whether it be emotional, or, or um, experiential, it, it, it manifests in different ways. And I still like thinking that you can't demand things of the world that you yourself cannot um, exhibit. You know, thinking of that meme you just talked about, that's so sad. That is a very pessimistic way to view the world, that nobody gives a shit about you. Nobody fucking cares. That, to me, sounds like you are building a, a you know, a heart of stone. And that if you, you know, like earlier today, I, I, I told somebody that if, the, if you view the world as your enemy, it will be your enemy. And so if somebody really feels that way, and that's their ethos, then I just, I pity them. Because, like, nobody will love you. Nobody will give a damn about you. If, if you're not willing to be vulnerable and accept that it's a gamble. Because <laughs> it is a gamble. Yes, it is. And with that, I'm going to disagree with you just a little bit on a portion of that. Okay, sure. It's not necessarily being a pessimist. Because once again, you still pick and choose who you're vulnerable with. It's more or less reality. And that's all it is. Reality, unfortunately, is black and white. You know, it's the, there's a cause and effect. And reality is always a cause and effect. It's a great, it's, 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 it's a great idea, you know, to, to have that mindset, to have those ideals of to, you know, to let people in and to have that trust. Of course, we would all love that. But as we get older, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, as our memories get longer, our life gets shorter. 
and we continue to evolve day by day by day, and it's not necessarily putting up walls or being hardened or being a pessimist. You have to look at the reality of everything. I know that I can, co- I know that I can come to you, Kevin, and I can say I'm having a bad day or, hey, this happened to me in my personal life, and you and I can have that conversation versus me maybe going to someone that I'm a friend to, but they're not a friend of mine. And I have that conversation and the outcome will be different. And it's no right. knock and it's no knock against that person, no knock against you. It's just the reality of it all. You have to be careful. Mm. You have to be careful who you're vulnerable, who you're vulnerable around. You know, it's not right. you know, I mean it's not that not nobody gives a shit. It's just that some people may not give you that empathy. Some people may, some people may not give you the sympathy you want when you're when you're venting. And I'll give you one more example, and I'll switch it back to you. It's just a basic thing like working in customer service. And this is very kind of a broad, very vague kind of thing. We work in a customer okay. service. Your instant function is, "Good morning, sir or ma'am. How are you doing today?" "Oh, I'm doing fine." Or, "Ooh, my dog died." "Oh, you know, my car broke down." And yes, you do have that sympathy for them. But part of you is like, I really didn't, really didn't bank on this much. It's not that I don't care. It's just that, you know, I'm just your regular customer service guy going to give you your coffee. I don't need to hear about your car breaking down, <laughs> you know. So I'm just kind of right. giving a broad generalization about that. But once again, it all goes back to reality about who you trust with your vulnerability. Sure. And it makes sense, you know, there are different kinds of relationships and different, um, I guess, uh, strengths of attachment that all make sense, uh, you know, to to point and to pick even to even like mention something even more, I guess, complex, a human bigger issue or, or idea that reality is subjective, that, you know, the realm, um, I've you know, for those that know me, I mean, I do consider myself on a currently on a spiritual journey and I'm actively, you know, taking in information and, and experiences and I'm reading a book about, um, Tantra and what it really means. And there's, there's a lot of really interesting ideas and an essential point of it is that everything's illusionary, everything. Um, and then there's, only one real thing in the whole universe, and that is um, what's called like God or, or spirit or, or anything of that label. It's just like something that's like a one, one giant power, and that each of our experiences are, are just so personal. And so, you know, to put it a different way, like our, our point of view, our experiences, our reality. It's quite different than somebody that lives at the one percent of the world that you know has fabulously wealthy, has more money than you know God, versus somebody that lives off the grid, that you know was borders for a living. Like money is even not even like a concept to them anymore. That's a different reality, and all those realities are true. And so, I just say it to think that the world really isn't as black and white in a weird way. It's really kind of strange and esoteric, and that you know to bring it back to vulnerability. Um, when I think when you have these things like inside of you, like when we talk about having a piece of our heart, how valuable that is. If you really hold it and protect it and have it inside you, what can shake you? When you really, really refine your relationship with your with the peace in peace of mind. You really hold that. Nothing can shake you. No, no, no tidal wave can sweep you away. No wind can blow you away, because it can't be taken away, because this is just you. So this is a different reality that you can think about and being vulnerable, thinking that I'm projecting the energy that I want to see in the world, and if I keep projecting it, it'll come back to me. It, it, I, it doesn't mean that I'll be free of pain or, or suffering, but you know, giving out that vibe, you know, that's the way it'll come back to you. Now, when it comes to what you were speaking about, the different types of reality, meaning 
person A is a millionaire and that's all they've ever known versus person B living off the grid. It's more, it's more of an ideal mindset than it is a reality because it's only one reality. If you break it down to his bare bones, we're not all that much uh, different. We're pretty much all the same. No matter what we have, we're pretty much all the same. There's only one reality uh, to, to focus on. So, uh, so when it comes to something like that, um, that's where I may differ with you about that. Um, because we, because we all as humans, we want the exact same thing. You know, we all want to be compassionate and, and we want that in return. We want, we want everything we put out reciprocated. You know, we don't have to manifest anything. We don't have to look in the cards. We don't have to do any kind of horoscope to know what we want. We want the exact same things that the other person wants, but we just want that reciprocated. And when we don't get that, then we feel cheated or we feel less than. So that's where the walls come up. And that's where the protecting our egos come into play and kind of just rolls back around a little bit um, just, just to being vulnerable. It's, it's just another part of us that may not get the, um, I'm gonna, I don't wanna butcher that word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to even pronounce it. <laughs> we just want the same things brought back to us. So, but I see your, but, but, but I see your point. I, I definitely do see your point. Sure. It's, uh, it's just that, I mean, a different, a different mindset, you know, um, and, and, and I don't want to say we can agree to disagree. No, this is not how this works. <laughs> this is not how this works. <laughs> there, there's so many, there's so many different doors and avenues, you know, that we take in, in, in conversation, you know, uh, this isn't, this isn't me trying to change your mind or vice versa. We have different, we have different viewpoints on what, what vulnerability is and what, and what the human, the, the human, the human person wants. Right. And, you know, I also want to, like, you know, comment that, like, maybe when we do things, we shouldn't expect it to come back to us. Because once in a while, when I'm at a high, a better state of mind, I do things that I know it's the right thing to do. That it is part of listening to my inner self, the higher self, not the one that just wants, you know, everything to done just because I want something to or to get an advantage or to look good because I know it's part of my principle like I'll be kind to like somebody I'll reach out to somebody because I know it's the right thing to do if it doesn't come back to me I you know I think my ego gets hurt but that's my ego talking because it was doing it for the wrong reason but when I do it for the right reasons because I'm listening to my heart I think I feel good even if it doesn't come back to me. And sometimes I feel bad because I didn't do it because that was my, I realized that's what I really should have done. Like, small example, before I left for, um, for um, Massachusetts, um, there was a dog barking outside my, my, my home. And like, you know, like I could, it wasn't like a, like a bark of anger or aggression. It was a call to attention. And then, like it was barking around and like I didn't have time to help it. But then after the fact, I realized this animal was calling for help. Like this animal was lost and needed assistance and I couldn't give it. And I felt bad because I didn't listen to my better self. And I should, I could have rendered help somehow, some way, because that's my principle. I ignored it. I still, you know, really hope that dog found its way home. And, you know, that was the cost of me not listening to my better self, my, my, my virtue, which is my better, and my, my better self. So I just wanted to add that comment. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. You and I have different um, ideals when it comes to people, places, and things. I'm much more of, I'm, I'm much more of a logical person. I'm much more facts versus facts over feelings. Meaning, and I've lived by this for many, many years, if my hand is in a fire, the logical part of me acknowledges that the hand is in the fire. I understand that the damage that, that it's going to do versus the feeling 
of, okay, my hand is in the fire. It hurts. Why is it there? I feel it's going to do damage to me. And no, my, my logical side takes over. I know to pull my hand out of that fire. I understand if I put a fork in a light socket, I know what's going to happen. It's going to hurt really, really bad. Um, <laughs> so I guess it's just the way I am. Once again, neither fish nor fowl. I'm more, well, you know, I'm, I'm more of a logical person than I am emotional. Which is kind of, well, you know, I've, I'm just becoming different. I feel that there is less and less of a delineation between logic and emotion. Because I just start seeing the overlap. Like, I like how Carl Sagan once said that, you know, magic is just science we don't understand yet. And, you know, to talk about how, like, we're all part of the universe. When we think about it, like, the same percentage of carbon that exists in the world, by percentage, exists in us. Like, we're all made of electrons, neutrons, photons, all that. And, and, and it's just so weird to think. You know, the science we can use to, to you know, have objective data and, and have theories through experimentation. It's not so un, like not so um, different from spiritual spiritual thinking or or feelings. It, I just I'm just starting to see more and more overlap, and you know I do keep investing into my intellect, but I think I'm just entering a new phase where I'm starting to put more, I guess trust and again vulnerability into things that my intellect cannot um, effectively parse out well, and there's nothing wrong because you're still <clears throat> you're still evolving you're still growing mm -hmm. and this is just another section of Kevin you know, just another evolution of Kevin and there's nothing, yeah. wrong, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. You know, people evolve differently. And the way I've evolved, the way I've evolved and I'll keep hearkening back to the same phrase, neither fish nor fowl, neither good or bad. You know, there's nothing wrong with becoming a better version of yourself. So many people do it so many different ways. I'm more in my, in my logical portion of myself than I am emotional because I've had experience with the emotional, strictly emotional, and now I'm moving over to the logical side, the reality side of things. You know, I understand a good portion of how things work. And I'm still learning it day by day. So in saying that, in reading more, in learning about the world more, in learning about life more, I'm taking a step back and I'm looking at it and just, and this could be very narrow-minded. It could be, but I'm looking at things in much more of a black and white sort of, sort of way now. That's not to say that in a couple of years, you know, I may evolve into looking at some things in a different way. But this way I'm looking at things right now is I understand just, you know, just the simplicity of things. And that gives me more peace as, as, as time goes on. And, and the good thing is, once again, I'm still learning. I'm not done yet. Uh, I'm not going to be that curmudgeon man screaming at clouds going back in my day. It was not like this. And, you know, why is... Um, you know, why, you know, why, you know, why is this the way this is? And, um, you know, and, you know, being very absent-minded and being aloof. I had a joke to go along with that, Kevin, but it just totally, I totally blanked on it. And I had a great little zinger and I just, just skipped my mind here. Oh yeah, there we go. And don't talk shit about magic. Black people are afraid of magic. Anyhow, I'll, I'll, I'll lob that back to you. <laughs> like, like, like the people. It's like they're afraid of black magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so we have these conversations, and it's awesome, you know, that you and I can have these conversations about life, about reality, about being vulnerable, and just everything in between. Because once again, we're not trying to change each. We're not trying to change each other's minds. We're just showing different sides of it. You know, whether you feel that my stance on it is incorrect or I believe your stance is incorrect, we can sit back and we actually think about it. And as time goes on, I can go, hmm, the way he does it, 
could be more fulfilling versus the way I'm doing it. So let me try it out. Or you can, or you know, you can have the same emotion about it. That's that's the yeah. beauty of having these conversations. Right. I mean, um, like it is kind of like we we are our own single case studies in the world, truly. And you know, Bruce Lee once said, um, "All knowledge is self knowledge." And then when you keep seeking it, you'll keep, you know, whatever way you invest into your 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 mind you'll find out about yourself and the key mind is a self-aware mind and i think well you there's no wrong way to enrich yourself when you really do it intentionally like that and again i agree with you having these good faith discussions really does um facilitate that kind of thinking you can say i think once again we've uh, solved another world issue uh, this is definitely what we do. Uh, we unlocked Sorry. another. We unlocked another chamber in the human in the human brain, Kevin. I'm poking fun at that. Um, so <laughs> oh, but but what else? What what else did you have? Um, or, or do you want to continue to expand on um, expand on this subject? Well, let's see. Mm, maybe something a little less high minded. Um, Don't okay. insult our people about... like that, Kevin. Don't insult our people like that. <laughs> Come on, let's talk about something weird. I like weird. How about this? Okay, how about this? Okay, let's let's be real honest. Have you ever catcalled a woman? Never. Never ever. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Before we before we take that leap into faith here, I never understood that. Uh-huh. I never understood strip clubs. I've never understood OnlyFans. I've never understood anything because what's the point of catcalling someone, whether it be male, female, or, or whatever things are nowadays? Because you know you're not going to get the reaction you desire. They're not going to turn around and acknowledge you and go, wow, thank you for complimenting my breasts. Let me give you my phone number. <laughs> right. It's... It's always a, it was always a weird mystery to me as well. Like, huh? What were you expecting? And then I I never really associated myself with uh, anybody that does that. And so I was just left with just trying to think it through. And um, there was a good little, um, uh, I guess, talk about it on, on a YouTube channel with this woman, they did like this investigation about why people do it. And it seems that it's like to the people that do the cat calling is kind of like a game. It is kind of like, you know, like a weird kind of call to attention because like, it's like, no, like bad attention is better than no attention. And it's kind of just like, oh, I'm just doing this for fun. And like, like, maybe they can't take the perspective like, hey, that might be really offensive or really creepy to, to do that to somebody because in their mind, it's all, all in jest. All, you know, we're just having a good time. So it just was interesting to try to like understand that logic of why someone would, you know, stick their head out of the car and be like, hey, girl. Let's all be getting a number. There's there there's a certain subsection of people that do stuff like that, and for the longest time, you know, it's it's been portrayed in real life and in movies and stuff of that nature, and it's one of those things to where it's such a minority of of section that does that that it doesn't make any sense. When you try to break it down and try to examine it, it makes no sense whatsoever. And there's so many different things out there without dipping our toes into that that really didn't make any sense. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. You know, I've walked down the street with my girlfriend. I've walked down the street with my sister, even my mother over the years. And they've been catcalled. And I just kind of look and I'm like, what's your end game? Just, please, what's your end game? <laughs> it is so odd. Like, and then, like, uh, it also makes me wonder, like, you know, I think there are some, you know, 
and some women that go confront their like the, the people. Like um, I think maybe my friend did that one time. She got really pissed off. But, like you ran up to them, like what the hell are you thinking? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so it feels so odd to me. It's like um, like very young children when a child wants the attention of another child, they'll antagonize them. Because that's the only way they know how to gain attention through antagonizing them, rather than any other social way. It just seems super odd and childish to me. Well, it's an interesting case study, you know, to really, if we wanted to, just pull someone inside and go, "What were you looking to get out of that?" <laughs> right. And and like, <laughs> and if it worked, what would be your next step if it worked? <laughs> you, you, you know, you know, like you'd be so much in shock that the person gave you their phone number or wanted to be with you all of a sudden, and you can explain to your friends and family later on. How'd you guys meet? Well, I saw her walking down the street in a short skirt. I yelled at her, "Hey, Mama, shake that thing!" And she gave me her phone number, and the rest is history. Right? Like, okay, okay. So let's just do a little thought experiment. How would you feel if, you know, you got catcalled by some woman driving by, like, hey, hey, I like the way you're, you know? <laughs> well, be, you know, excuse me, sir, I like the way your balls look in those shorts. You know, I wouldn't, uh, you know, first I'd laugh because I'm like, okay, this isn't real. And uh, <laughs> there must be, a, you know, like there must be a glitch in the matrix. Um, but no, I would, I would really get offended. You know, um, no, no, hold on. Let me not lie. I would just laugh and keep on moving because there is no end game. There isn't. And it, okay. it would take someone with a lot of, a lot of gall, the gall of you to really think that's going to work. And once again, they just, you know, they just do it in jest. So no, no. If I was cat called, I'd wave or I'd you know do like a pelvic thrust like Rick Rude in the wrestling show, and just keep on moving. <laughs> okay. Look it up, millennials. Part, Look it up. <laughs> part well, part two. What if a man cat called you? I would be flattered, and I will tell you why. Okay. Now. I'm one of those people, and don't worry, I'm not one of these newfangled people. Uh, I can accept a compliment. So if a guy cat called me, I would just be blown away. You know, I would I would go, "What my phone number, dude?" No, um, I would <laughs> I, I'd be blown away because if you really think about it, Kevin, not to make this a you know a, a, a him and her conversation, men rarely get complimented. We rarely do. We are the ones. We are the ones that are the chasers, the hunters. So we do the dumb things like catcall. We do the dumb things like, you know, make awkward conversation instead of using our brains. So when we get a compliment, we're like, really? Oh, um, thanks. <laughs> you know. So if a gentleman hey. cat called me, I'd say, hey, appreciate it, bro. Want my number? But um, <laughs> what, what about you? I mean, I mean, like, what if a young lady cat called you at first? Versus versus the well, man. I would be really shocked and like almost embarrassed because like like I think one time it did happen to me and I was like I could feel my face turning really red and I was like I was laughing really like nervously. It was so such a unique experience, but it's also kind of like what am I on am I on YouTube? <laughs> woman, right. But if a dude was like, let me use your dong like a jump rope. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, oh, I need an adult. <laughs> it'd be too, it'd be, it would be just like, um, I'm in danger. I don't trust you. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, if somebody told me that, I would say, A, thank you for thinking it's that large. B, that's kind of creepy. And C, if you really mean it, thank you. And I'm going to keep on walking the other way really fast. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, there's total stranger danger, man. I'd be like, "Hell, where's McGruff when I need him? <laughs> Where is my rape whistle?" But <laughs> no, just there's a whole lot of things that you know that that you know, that they each uh, they each of the sexes do, 
that really didn't make any sense and really have no end game. And I'll give you one more, and then we'll we'll, we'll move into something else that you know uh, as you were talking about. Um, I don't see the point of strip clubs. You ever been to a strip club? Sure. I went. I've been yeah. to a strip club three times in my life, Kevin, and I can tell you all three times I was bored out of my skull. And now, before you in the comment section and send me hate mail, let me just clarify this. Uh, the first two times I went was with my friend's bachelor party. Another time, um, I was the designated driver for you know for a group of young men who wanted to go. So I went, and it was boring. And what I mean by boring is the human body, no, it's very attractive, duh. But it's like watching, it's like watching live sports. You can watch it on TV and get the same effect. But the thing is, you're spending money to look at live sports. And I just didn't see an end game. You can't touch them. You can't do anything to them. Get your mind out of the gutter, out of the gutter purrs. You can't do anything with them. You get, you get the same quote-unquote thrill by watching it on TV, but you save money. Uh, so I just never understood it. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> in both sports, sports and strip clubs, for me, <laughs> it's a different experience. You've got the crowd, the crowd energy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can get some... Popcorn and hot dogs. Either one. <laughs> it's like, why is Kevin throwing streamers and wearing football helmets in a strip club? Leave him alone. He's living his life, okay? Leave him alone. Everybody, do the way he's in the Like, it's that guy again. Get him out of here. <laughs> go, Bucks. You're like, go, Bucks. Go, Bucks. <laughs> oh, either the ref or the, the bouncer. I can't tell. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. But yeah, I mean, it's still kind of fun. I'm just like, hey, I better get out dance you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, I just don't see it. I, I, I understand what the intention is, mm-hmm. but I can't see myself throwing money at a person to to dance in front of me to where I can go home and turn on the TV and get the exact same thing, minus the smoke minus the ambiance of the place and minus all the simps hooping and hollering, you know, at a pair of boobs. Mm. It's just, it's, you know, I mean, that's like me once again. I hate to, I hate to harken back to it because there's so many different mixed opinions on this one. This is why I can't um, subscribe to OnlyFans. I can't subscribe to it mm. because why pay for something on a web page to where you can go on Google and get it for free? That makes no sense to me. And, that, and that's the logic well, side to be coming out. Well, the other logic is that you're getting exactly what you want. Whereas if you're Googling, you have to wade through all this and that and maybe not even get something specific. But let's say it's just like, say, a woman that's giving you personalized positive affirmations using her name. You can't Google that. And so there's a logic to that as well. The specific specificity. I will respectfully disagree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, you are correct. It may take a little bit of time to weed through Google to find girl with one boob doing a handstand screaming your name. Yes, that's maybe may a little bit challenging. Mm-hmm. But to pay for something you get for free really doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm going to give you a really, really silly example. Okay. I'm at a steakhouse, <laughs> and they're like, right, Adrian, it's your birthday. You get a free steak. And I look over to my left next door, and I see, like, a steak and shake. And I'm like, no, I want to pay for that over there because it has cheese on my steak. And they're like, no, we're giving you a steak for free. No, I'm going to go pay for it because it's exactly how I want it, cheese and butter and ketchup on it. I don't care if it's free. I don't care if you give it to me for free or not. A steak is a steak. You know, I, I if someone's giving me something for free, I know I can get it for free. I, I'm not. I'm not going to pay for it. That's 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 just me. 
And once again, there's no shame on whoever wants to do such a thing because obviously there's a market for stuff like this. There's a market for it. But me, preferably, it's free. I don't need to see somebody say my name or twerk or do a handstand or twist plates in the air where I can just Google it for free. That's, you know, that's just me. It really doesn't take any skill. But I digress. Okay. So I guess like, like you're more value-minded rather than um, specifically, I guess, um, uh, yeah, looking for specifics. Okay. Then, yeah, that's a, that's a different value set. And then that's cool. Whereas, you know, like, I don't have the patience for a stick and shake. I don't have an hour to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad um, metaphor on my part, but yes. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, I, I won't be, you know, by that time, my, my, my high will be out. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, and sometimes it is for me. It's just like, I'm, I'm like, you know, I try to be like, okay, if I really like something, I'm willing really to spend something on it. You know, like, um, I don't know, like going to like a shake shack instead of a uh, steak and shake. It's like, you know, I'll pay a little more for getting, you know, what I want. Which um, sometimes, but it is sometimes like you should pay for things that, uh, you know, and there's something that you shouldn't pay for, you know, like you shouldn't spend like $100 on a t-shirt. You know, but like maybe on a nice pair of shoes, you should spend a hundred dollars. So it's, you know, I'm trying to break away from all like the, I'm actually both being completely value minded. Like, okay, I'm at a buffet. I better get my money's worth. Better eat till I, you know, till I get a stomach ache. And also <laughs> being too picky, being like, oh, um, I have to have my coffee this way and like make it super complicated just so I can yell at them for fucking up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> trying to avoid both sides. It's, it's, I mean, it's the joy of being human. It's the really joy of being human because, I mean, there's so many different things out there that we can literally just pick and choose what we want and there is no right or wrong to it. I mean, obviously, as long as it's not hurting, you know, ourselves or somebody else there's really no right or wrong to it um but yeah that's that's a whole nother topic we can delve into one of these days that will definitely last hours and hours on end but we can we can definitely uh, we can definitely agree and not disagree we can definitely agree to, to, to different points that we have and you know, it, it really it really egotistical and narcissistic narcissistic of me to dis, to disagree with you on that because I'm not you, you're not me, and I don't, you know, and, and your taste is your taste, and mine is mine. You know, do what you want to with your sheep, leave me and my sheep alone kind of thing. Wait till I just own my sheep till they're all the same. Oh. <laughs> they all have to agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin, you're a bad. Anyhow, that was, that was horrible. That was horrible. That was horrible. <laughs> but uh, as we slowly, slowly close up shop here on the Walker AC Experience, do you have any rants for us? What were you been gone? Do you have any rants for us? Yeah, um, extremely um, specific and petty. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I gotta, I gotta keep my nails shorter. I smash them all the time, and like, it's because I, I think because I'm really rough on my nails. Like, not only to weightlifting, but like, I don't know, like. A folly I constantly get into is opening packages or like or, or, or boxes with my nails when I could just use a tool and just like now nah, I'm just gonna just like end up smashing cracking my nails and then it's like great now I have to deal with this all day and <laughs> for me if I was a little more careful and got like I don't know more manicures and pedicures more often I can avoid this crazy situation I keep finding myself in <laughs> so for you, those of you out there don't be like me don't just use brute force with your nails take care of them you don't, you don't need to, to do everything like a crazy barbarian <laughs> mm. that's actually good to know I'm looking at my nails as, as we speak I'm like you know he's damn damn it he's right Shit, I really should have made a girl, so... <laughs> Damn you, Kevin. Damn you. Brought me my least press on nails. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, my, my little rant is actually not really a rant. It's more of a suggestion. 
Now, I will preface this by saying I'm a very simple guy. No, really? Yes, I'm a very simple, simple guy. Uh, I've been through it all. I've suffered a lot. I've survived a lot. And now at the ripe old age of 47, I appreciate every little thing that's thrown my way because I understand that in the blink of an eye, it can be gone. But also, on the good side of that, I understand everything can be built back that's lost. Except for life, of course, duh. But my suggestion to everyone is if you have an apartment, a home, or something that you call your own, change your shower head. Take this ride with me. I have been in my place in Castle Walker here for, eh, I think, almost a year. And yesterday, just randomly, I'm like, I don't like my shower head. Everything in my house is comfortable except for my shower because my shower head is old needs to be replaced. I'm thinking, like, if I don't do this right, if I can't get this right, I'm going to have just a pipe blowing out just nasty water and I have to shower with that. No. I went out. I got a shower head. Took me all of not even three minutes to change it out, tighten everything up, and my shower is amazing. And it's these little small victories, these little small things that bring you peace because you don't really think about it. Instinctively, you go, you shower. And you do what you need to do. You don't think about your shower head. Change your shower head, folks. It will change your life. It's simple. And it changes the dynamics of your shower. Because you're used to one thing. Your body is used to one thing. And you change it up. Your bathroom habits, like your shower, they make you feel ten times better. As silly as it sounds. Go to Home Depot. Go to Walmart. Go to the dollar market. Spend 10, 12 bucks on a shower head. Replace your shower head. And then come back and tell me how it feels. Trust me, Kevin. Trust me, folks. It'll definitely change your life temporarily until something else shiny comes along. Uh, step one, take showers. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your body, folks. Wash your body. <laughs> I think there are some people that need to take step one. <laughs> <laughs> To each his own, Kevin. To each his own. Oh. As long as that own is not near me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so as we put a close on this show, um, I can tell you, uh, first and foremost, it's good to have you back. Uh, you've been missed. It really feels like it has been a while since we spoke. In actuality, I think it's been only, what, two weeks, I think? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I, I think so. It's about two weeks you know, since we did this show. And it's good, once again, to have Discord on, on just a, a variety of topics that we do. And um, would you like to give any shout-outs to anyone before we close up shop for the night? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I might as well give a double shout-out to Equinox. Um, Equinox in Boston, downtown. Um, all the staff were just so kind and so generous. Um, and they, were, they, they had heart. They were really nice people. So all the crew up there... You know, thank you for just being such wonderful people and facilitating my, um, I guess, my uh, need and desire to pursue my fitness goals while I was there. So thank you very much, Equinox. Mm, nice. Oh, uh, my simple shout out is, um, hmm, aside from showers. Um, <laughs> uh, no, uh, my shout out is to uh, customer service workers. I know this is really vague. Customer service workers who deal with everything under the sun and really get no thanks. People come in having their bad days and they take it out on they take it out on you or has nothing to do with you. It's just people are you know you know, you know that people are being miserable and complaining for the sake of complaining. So I give a special shout out to them. Also I give a shout out to Cafe Press dot com forward slash w a c e excuse me w a c e um, because once again they were generous enough to uh, host the cereal and beer merchandise along with Cantina Piper Cantina Piper she's one of the people who has uh, helped build that website not excuse me not build the website but get all the products out there for the Walker AC experience so I give a special shout out to her. And also Cafe Press for allowing the cereal and beer merchandise to take off. It's been doing extremely well. And uh, 
So yes, uh, I'll be needing uh, Jeff's address off air so I can send him some merchandise on me and some merchandise on you as well. So that is my shout out to all those wonderful people. Um, once again, uh, if anybody wants to to see you or message you, Kevin, where can they find you? Well, um, so the same platforms that the Walker Ace experience, the, the same platform that you will also find cereal and beer. Um, for example, um, uh, Spotify or Podbean. So you can find us there. We usually post also on our Facebook. So if you know Jeff or me, Kevin, you can also comment on there. Tell us what you think. Um, just have a good time with us. Yes, absolutely. Once again, I'm looking forward to the December edition of Cereal and Beer. Kitty Like a Schoolgirl is always waiting for the episode to drop. And uh, I cannot wait to see what you guys have coming out next. Thank you for everyone for downloading the show, listening to it on Podbean or all the other apps where you get your podcast viewing from. Once again, be sure to hit that like and subscribe. Share this podcast with everyone. Go buy some merchandise, continuing to support the experience. This has been the Walker AC Experience. I have been Adrian. He has been Kevin. You have been my friends, our family, our loved ones, our hate ones. Hate ones? No, not the ones who hate us. Yeah, there we go. Get it right here. But you're still listening to us. Damn it, you're still listening to us. And until next time, we'll talk to you again soon.